culture of today and you ask them what it is about pop culture that they like, and they'll, the first thing they'll say is the beat. Get yourself addicted. <laughs> Welcome into the Pop Culture Pile Driver. I am Jason Rossi. You can follow this show on Twitter. Please do at Pop Culture PD. We are not the police, but we couldn't fit Pile Driver. It's too long of a handle. It would have taken up too much of your characters, anyways. I could be followed at Jason D. Rossi. So excited to be here with my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. He is Billy D. Billy, what's going on? Hello. Uh, a lot. Uh, another busy day in the world of Billy. A lot of things going on. A lot of things popping off. But we are talking about one of my favorite seasons of all time in television. That is not Hyperbilly at all. It is minimum top four all time. Uh, there might be three Seinfeld seasons ahead of it, but it could we're, inch into two or three. Uh, we're talking about good... Rescue Me season four? Oh, man. That's a show I've never seen for a second. Oh. I thought you were going to be talking about Sirens, which is the uh, show about EMTs, which I would also suggest. But we have a guest, and I believe it is our first ever lady guest. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it, Bill. We'll get to it. No, let's not, let's not shoot our load too early here. I know it's a lady <laughs> and all, but um, all right. So, Bill, um, first of all, um, we have to give a shout out to our our, our new intro and everything. Why don't you do the the honors? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Ryan McDonald's band. Oh yeah, O H Y A H. Yep, that's how it's spelled yeah. with a period at the end. <laughs> they have a new song on Spotify. You'll hear a little bit of a taste of that in our next thing coming up as well. So okay. go check it out. It's a really awesome song, fun type of summary song that'll lead you to spring and fall. Yeah, it's great. So go check them out. They're going to be doing some uh, audio for us here and there. Okay. So a uh, really good guy. Give them uh, a follow and a like on uh, the Spotify. Appreciate that. And we can find us on Spotify as well as everywhere else you find a podcast. Again, we can be found on social media at Pop Culture Driver. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, anywhere you find a podcast. Or if you're just searching outside and you're like, hey, let me just search for some new stuff, some new podcast channels, pop in your favorite podcast uh, app and search Pop Culture Driver. That's three words. You can subscribe to us on YouTube if you're watching us there now. Hit subscribe. Appreciate it. Give a thumbs up. Also, you can find us on Facebook as part of the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse. There's a page dedicated to all the ins and outs with things going on in the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse. I'm about to choke. Let's see if I can get to this video before I die. Sexy little jam as I was about to choke to death right there on a kind bar that I ate about three hours ago. Those things really hang around, Bill. Yeah, they're not kind to the palate. I've actually never oh. had one. What was the thing you turned me on to? The crunch bar or whatever the hell it was? Power crunch. The power, power crunch. That thing was delightful. Oh, those that's a sexy beast right there. Um, well, first, Bill, let's... Uh, for me, what's on my mind is Halloween movies. The hashtag dork shared universe top 50 horror movies has been... One of my favorite things to do, aside from the math of it. But, Bill, this thing has got me watching all sorts of crazy-ass movies. I'm realizing, though, I know we've done three three reviews so far of movies. Two? I can't remember. Two. But, okay, we have one more next week. But I don't find movies as scary as I used to. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, there's only one movie that has absolutely terrified me. Like, knowing what's going to happen. I've seen all these movies before. Only one has still scared me, and that is The Strangers, which came in, I believe, somewhere in the 20s. Uh, the Strangers came in at number 22. So since last week, just to catch you up a little bit to where we are today, we had uh, The Strangers, which is horrifying home invasion, Bill. You would not like it. You would mm -mm. get very scared. Um, 
Then there was Shaun of the Dead, which I didn't even have on my list. I'll be honest. I don't see it as a horror movie, but that's besides the point. Rosemary's Baby came in at 20. Number 20, uh, 19 is 28 Days Later, which is the best anything zombie. That is an incredible movie. Uh, Conjuring, also terrifying. Didn't rewatch that recently. Silence of the Lambs at 17. Blair Witch Project at 18. Candyman, which is horrifying as well, uh, came in at 15. Saw came in at 14. Friday the 13th came in at 13. Oh, well, hmm. also super low on Davy's list. Davy, not giving any love to Friday the 13th. And uh, we are here today at number 12 was The Thing, which didn't make Mac's list and was pretty high on Davy, Goo, and Keith's list. For me, it was somewhere in the middle. So we're about to kick off the top 11, the podcasters dozen tomorrow. So make sure you follow at Dork Podcast for that. We're going to be doing a roundtable about all these next week. Yeah, I mean, a very good list, I think, because everybody kind of had varying degrees of lists. It came out really, really well, uh, besides the fact that I think Goo nominated the music video Thriller and an episode of Boy Meets World. And then when we were talking about our Christmas episodes or Christmas movies, he kind of poo-pooed good old uh, Dr. Joe on wanting to put in Christmas episodes, too, even though he snuck into wild cards. But Goo gonna Goo. Yeah, exactly. And then listen, I already like I love the Christmas season. I'm down for some Hallmark mm. talk. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it looks like there'll be a top 25. It looks like for uh, Holloway movies coming up. But we'll get to all that, Bill. Ooh, um, light bulb idea. Yeah, Just going to spit it out here. Top here. 11 Christmas songs of all time. All right. Not it down. We're going to do it in December. And that's going to be a bloodbath because I'm going to have a hard time narrowing my list down to like a top 100 because I Ooh. love Christmas. Oh, we have another Ooh. light bulb. Another idea. Another idea. Uh, for my birthday, you have to watch something I want. Like like your sex tape or something? Like, what are we talking no, about? No, that would be like a TikTok. So uh, okay. something a little bit longer than that. It's going to repeat. Those TikToks repeat. So it's, that's you get true. all the good stuff. If I could loop stuff. it at the right spot, I'd look like a champ. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Talk about your personal life. Listeners love that stuff. You guessed it. It's time to get personal. Uh, I am a single man currently, and I am on the dating apps. And, you know, it's hard out there for a pimp at the moment uh, <laughs> to land a date. Uh, but so I recently connected with a girl from Malden. A lot of the times when I match up with a person, they're like in Fall River or like 50 miles away. So it's tough to like work out a time to date. So this girl basically in the original message was just like, I'm going to leave the ball in your court, gave me her number. And then later in the day, I was able to text her and we kind of went back and forth to set up a date. I said, this Tuesday night, because I figured I don't have anything to do on Tuesday nights. And then I remember, hey, no, I actually do. So I texted her back almost immediately. How about Wednesday? And she said, oh, that'll work. Wednesday was what I was going to suggest anyways. And that's how we left it. And that's how we left it. That was at about, I don't know, 3.30 in the afternoon on a day that I worked till about 2. So then at about 6.49, literally less than three hours later, she texts back, and I'll pull up the text message. I got it right. Is it on the screen right now? I cannot see it. Okay. But uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I am failing at my job. It's okay. It's okay. This is mostly an audio podcast, so this was just a bonus. We can go back to the regular two box. So she said, actually, I think I'm good. And remember, uh, the the first text that she said Wednesday works too came in at 4.43 p.m. At 7.39 p.m., literally less than three hours later, she said, actually, I think I'm good. Not a Malden lady to chase a guy. What? 
I don't even know what that means. Wait, like a Malden lady? Like she's from the city of Malden. Yeah, I mean, besides like my sister, I don't consider anyone I've ever met from Malden a lady, really. I mean, that might be a little bit harsh to some nice ladies from Malden. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah. the hood rats? What are we talking? Hood rats? Yeah. But so I said, what? And she goes, I don't know. I'm not the one to chase a guy, honestly. And I said, literally, this was like in response. Like this was a minute later after she sent that text. I said, you think you're chasing me? And she said, yup. And then I said, are you serious? And she said, definitely. So I went, okay, you're blocked. And I blocked her because oh. I, don't, I don't need that in my life. You you straight up blocked her. She's gone. No, I don't. I don't like. I don't, ain't nobody got time for that. That that was like. What what are we doing here? Like literally, I went. I, I got home from work and took a nap. The way we left it with, uh, oh Wednesday sounds good. Yeah. You should be okay with a non response till maybe I go to bed or the next day. And this was on Sunday, so there were several days before our date. Plus, I don't like to get like. I like to get chatty and establish something, sure. but I don't like to leave. Ever, like I don't like to have too much talk in text beforehand because then you might not have a ton on the date. So okay. I don't know. I I just didn't like the vibe from that. And even the night before, I was at a party, and she was texting me consistently, wondering why I wasn't answering back. So that should have been a red flag there, anyways. I'm like, I'm at a party having fun. There's like six people playing Cards Against Humanity, but even still, like I'm not going to be on my phone the whole time. So let me get this straight. You, she's like, I'm down for a little BD, uh, yeah. you know, BP. And all of a sudden she goes from, yeah, I'm down for this date to, uh, you, we both suggested to move the date because of the podcast, which is way more important than a date. And she then goes, yeah, I ain't chasing you. We're not, mm -hmm. I'm not a chaser. Yeah, a little ridiculous, don't you think? Uh, personally, yes. I, I thank God I've never had to be a part of the dating app scene or like dating stuff. I, I've lucked out there. Because you know what, you know, but the people that are in my position would be like, oh, I just crush, I just swipe right I all day. But my point is that that's ridiculous. If that's the crap that's out there, good luck, especially during this time. It's like mm -hmm. even more crazy. But I don't know. I'd see when I, we were getting personal, I didn't know where we were going with that one. But uh, so I would say, that, so you literally blocked her. That That's done. I just don't want to hear from her again. Like sometimes you'll get like a text like a week later and maybe like, ah, maybe that was dumb. It's like, nah, if you're going to pull that crap that early, goodbye. Goodbye forever. And I know where the official wife's podcast right yeah, we have the, the, the official podcast of wives like wives love this podcast so we have some ladies lit listeners so ladies let me know if i was a little bit too harsh but i think three hours i think you gotta be a little more patient than three hours yeah i personally don't understand a goddamn thing what was going on there and if like that mean how interested was she in the first place like if you're yeah. just gonna like bail out like that i don't like it bill i'm, I'm glad you, you, you told her to screw until like two weeks from now when you're telling me like she's your <laughs> wife no that's, that's not gonna happen that's how things go. But let's get into it now, Bill. Let's welcome in our special guest for this uh, review. Uh, last time we reviewed The Office Season 1 and 2, we had Rich Keefe and Nick Fryer on with us. Today, we bring in someone that literally may be the biggest Office fan I know, and I know you, but like mm -hmm. someone that constantly quoted, constantly put me down for not seeing the show and we used to work together. Very close quarters, too. Uh, she is the crossword puzzle extraordinaire she is one of oh, the she's like stanley 
She's beyond, Bill. She's beyond. I don't even want I'm going to try not to trash anybody here. I don't want to say anything bad about anyone. But yeah, there may have been times where you do a little work or you do a little crossword or you just do the crossword. You don't do the work. But that's beside the point. She's a great crossword puzzle. Very smart, intelligent human being. One half of the newest show. Well, technically the newest team of shows because there's like 800 shows as part of the hashtag Dorkshared Gooniverse. But she is part of Furloughed and Friends. Uh, she goes by the name of Lucy Bird. So let's welcome in Lucy, everybody. Lucy, Hello. Hey. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Oh, well, we're doing. We we're are doing. doing. We're doing. Thank you for the kind words about my crossword skills. I, for the record, this. I I can multitask and and listen to the show while I am doing crosswords while I'm working, sure. as you know very well, Jason. Sure, sure. <laughs> just, I, like you probably, Stan, just like Stanley. Yeah, I just I get my work done, and as Jason knows, and uh, I'm not throwing shoes around like he used to do. But you know, it's, <laughs> it's and back to the Christmas songs. I know number one. Uh, for you, Jason, would be the Kelly Clarkson song. It's it's the best new Christmas song since, what, 1992, whenever Mariah Carey it, put that song out? It There's might nothing. be the worst song I've ever heard in my life. She yells at you for three and a half minutes about yeah. Christmas. You feel tinsel all over your body. I don't but, even think I know that song. Oh, no, really? you don't want to, have, though. Have you ever heard a piano just slowly start and then just get screamed at about Christmas for three minutes? <laughs> no. It's like <laughs> a drunk aunt for three and a half minutes. Love Kelly Clarkson. She's definitely making the list. Right. Um. It's the best new Christmas song. Like that's been a hit since 1992. Like, Michael no Buble, has he written any new ones? But that's not new. Yeah, he's just oh. singing the old ones. I don't think there's well. been a good one since The Waitresses, but that's just me. Oh, dude, we're good. That's like early 80s. Yeah, I know. Like early 80s. Mm. Mariah Carey uh, was after that. Yeah, oh, no, that's a great, that's an absolutely great one. And I think that one gets panned too much as a bad song. That's a phenomenal song. It's, it's one of the all time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, but it's a Christmas song. Like Christmas and Hollis Queens is overplayed, but that's probably my second favorite. Where the hell do you hear that? On your Spotify? You don't hear that. It's in every commercial during the Christmas uh, season. All right, true. All right, that's not what we're yeah, here to talk about. Though. We're not here to talk no. about Christmas music. Yeah, yet. a little bit. Oh, uh, well, maybe. Episode there. One episode. There is. And I will say it was too long. But we'll get to all of that. Season three of The Office. Lucy, you are a gigantic humongous office fan i haven't even yeah. quite where can people find you lucy i forgot to even give you well they plug, can find me in. on twitter at lucille burge they can also find me on instagram at the same handle and furloughed friends will be on my twitter if you if you go to my twitter there you go also did someone have lucy burge uh yes they do but it's not it's one of those accounts one of those accounts that is spam it's nobody so i report mm. them i i occasionally <laughs> still for years report them so that maybe their account will be taken down but it's taken I've done the same thing with at Jason Rossi. They haven't been active mm -hmm. since 2012. And I say, give me that handle. Yep. Wait, you guys had parody accounts or just people no. just didn't use them? No, before, like a spam from, uh, from, it's a nobody. Yeah. yeah. Like before I created a Twitter, there was a guy who created at Jason Rossi. Uh, and there's also a musician in California named Jason Rossi who's once mm -hmm. selected, went to me and said, hey, are you looking for that handle? This was years ago. Anywho. Wow. And now you guys are friends. Nah, kind of office season three all right we're gonna do what we do lucy when we uh do a movie review we kind of go back in time and look at exactly when this show or season debuted so i know season, gas prices yes there you go you already know uh the season was released on september 25th 2006 we'll go with our guest first bill lucy how much was the price the average price okay. of gas in america 2006 i would say it was two two twenty nine. 229. Uh, Bill, what would you guess? 230. <laughs> I hit you both. Uh, technically, I guess Bill would be right. It was the average price was 237. No. Yeah. It, it dropped a full dollar 
from the month prior. This was like right as the recession wow. was like about to hit. So right. some weird gas prices. What was the number one record in the United States, according to Billboard? Came out in 2006. Was yeah. Mr. Brightside came out that year? Was it, the it was earlier. A little earlier than that Ooh. was Mr. Brightside, just being honest. Okay, okay, I'll tell you this. It's a former, it's a, this song's gigantic. This was the major hit for this solo artist that used to be a part of a band. Jordan Knight, give it to you. This is a 1998. Justin Timberlake. Oh, Justin, sexy back, sexy back. Bingo. Driving to school when I was in high school in 2006. Sexy back is always on. Yeah, so September took off right before that this week would have been Buttons by uh, Uh, Oh, Oh, I love that song. Uh, Nice stripper jam for the ladies. All right, and the number one movie in America. I'll give you $1,000 if you guess it without a clue. Was it the breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, which came out that year? Oh, wow. no, it wasn't. Good no. guess. And I was nervous you actually were looking at this. <laughs> so I'm glad you're not. Wow. Lucy's better at this than I am. I literally have no idea. I'll go with, uh, I don't know, it's a, Dodgeball. It's a, it's a sequel and it's a skit show that became a movie. Like an SNL character did nope. a movie? No, like a show that was just skits after skits. They turned it into a movie, massive hit, and then they made a sequel. Stella. <laughs> no, and now I'm embarrassed that you said that. A show with mm, I don't know. It was on MTV. Oh What's... my god. It's it doesn't really have stars, but one of the people became a big actor, and another one is like known as like a goofball that everybody knows his name and does stupid things. Uh Jackass. Jackass 2. There you oh, go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring a horse to water. All right. And Lucy, I want your guess on these. Who was the WWE and or mm. you, uh, world heavyweight champion? AJ Styles. No. That's oh. <laughs> no, too modern. Actually, what, might have was been it a TNA he, he might. No, 2000. Oh, maybe. It wasn't High Flyers, was it? Uh, no. Was it Big these, E? Or... No, no, no Big E. This is a big name is one of them. Uh, Roman Reigns. You, a guy no. you normally can't see. Yes. Oh, uh, John Cena. John Cena is one. Bill, you can take a stab at the other. We had just gone to a SummerSlam, by the way, the month before this. Nope. Who did he face? Booker T. Well, what was his name at the time? King Booker. King Booker. There you go, everybody. So that catches you up with uh, the world, if you didn't know. Rotten Tomato has this season 100% for the critics, 98% by the audience. Metacritic gives it an 85 out of 100. Really? That shocked me. That's really high. For Metacritic, that's oh, bananas yeah. land. Now, I know we, we have a bunch of questions yeah. stuff we'll get to. Do you guys want to know, according to IMDb, the top five rated episodes of the season, or would you like to just talk about it and we can get to it after? Your call. Uh, give it to us. I, yeah, I, I, I would, would be... like to hear this. Okay. Yeah. At number five was Business School, coming in at an 8.8. 8. Okay. Number four was The Negotiation at an 8.9. Number three was Gay Witch Hunt, coming in as a 9.0. Number two, Beach Games, coming in at a 9.0. And number one, you want to guess? The Coop. Lucy? The Coop. Um, I would oh, say. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> Don't, do that. Don't bring that brain in here. Um, let me think. Uh, number one. I don't. Mm, well, this let me guess. see. I have my list here. Sorry. Mm, wouldn't be Phil's buddy. Could it have been safety training? It could have been. It wasn't. It was the job. The finale coming in at a 9.2. Oh, really? That's yeah. because of the Pam and Jim scene, I think. Uh, probably a good guess there. All right, so we'll get into some questions. Yeah. But first of all, when you guys look at this season, main storylines, 
obviously kicked off with Jim going to uh, Connecticut, going into the new branch, or just a different branch we start there with all new cast of characters, including Andy, who was awesome, by the way. It, it, did anybody not like Andy? I just need to know. I, I don't, I, yeah, later on, I don't like Andy. I like Andy in this. Hey, do not talk about later I on. I won't talk about later do, on. Do not hijack this podcast. Okay. I'm talking about five seconds. I think it's the, the greatest character addition to a show ever. In that season alone, he steals it from start to finish. Went to uh, Cornell. Ever heard of it? I mean, everything he does is unreal. Uh, Saying in the acapella group, here comes treble. Uh, Everything, every line is delivered perfectly when he does the love me, love me. Like he is a a scene stealer every single time. Uh, Also, we're introduced to Karen, who I personally think is a fantastic character. Really? Especially early. I think she helped the bridge for me. Cause she made fun of Jim so well. If you watch those first few episodes. Yeah. She always, she's like, I don't really get this guy. Jimmy always just looks at the camera and is like, and I love that. I'm like, cause that's literally what his character was for two seasons. was just exactly. looking at the camera with the weird look. Um, sure. And then there was uh, a few other characters that obviously did not last on this, but we can, we can dive into a that. A so bunch then, others. Yes. Yeah, and obviously those Oompa. are the only two that. Oompa. Yeah. They all drop <laughs> off like the touring Willy Wonka's. Right is now gone. Yes, totally awesome. awesome. Um, also, a great scene by um, Dwight in the beginning part. I was like, "Oh my God, Jim's gone! I cry myself to sleep all the time." No, false. I'm not, yeah, false. That's <laughs> so he was fantastic out the gate. Uh, oh yeah. also, also, this was like the classic. You know, obviously the show was a hit. The third season, they, tr- they I, I don't. They knew they were going to merge them back, but just those first few episodes are like I don't know how to explain. Like watching like a high school show when they go to college. Yeah, it's like. I want my characters back together, but they're all kind of misplaced. And Right. The camera crew had to go to Stanford. They had to, to travel. So they had to, I guess, split up because they can't be going back and forth. So well, that's that, like a, an, another element of the show. The yeah. That, that was the whole, and I know like I asked Keith during it, like I still don't know enough, but I know that the camera people or the crew play into this in the future. But with that being said with this, yeah. it was really interesting how like, you know, Andy, you can almost tell like, this is the first time I felt like somebody was like trying to show up in front of the camera. Like what Bill said, like why we kept showing off. It was always in front of the camera first. Then he would say stuff. And that's where I think like big tuna, like yeah. he says, Oh, I ate a tuna sandwich first. I was here. But I think it's also like Andy trying to play to an audience, which I started to notice in this episode. Big or tuna is a super ambitious guy. Uh, but the, <laughs> I think the thing about this season that is so, so good is it's the best one of building the drama of the will they, won't they of Pam and Jim, which is kind of the storyline that kind of chugged the whole thing along to start. And yeah. this is the one that has the best, well, they might actually not get together. Yeah. Well, right. there's, there's so many things to, for them to get. Obviously we yeah. see Pam and her first scene, they go directly to her hand that I do have a ring, uh, but they go there. You see no ring there. You see Not Roy. With Roy. Right. Yeah. With right. fish or chicken. She explains that the wedding, she called it off. Obviously we see the flashback to the kiss with Jim. And then we see one of my slight, I've rewatched the scene several times. Cause I've been really working on gay witch hunt a lot to see where I stand on it. Mm-hmm. I will say that I love how she just stares at, uh, I was calling BJ Novak. Um, Brian. 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 Thank you. And it's just like that weird, like, she's like, he's like, she's always staring at me. And like, she tries to like involve him to be like her gym, but she knows it's not Jim and he doesn't give two craps about anything. Right. That's the thing with Ryan is he's too cool for everybody. He's very much, I am better than all of you. I'm not 12 anymore. So ask me again when I was 12 to play a prank, Jim. Um, yeah. he, that's, 
So that's where, like, Ryan is, he doesn't bother me, but his thing with Kelly is hysterical. But my thing with this season is if they, this is my favorite office season, it is the best one. It has everything. If they had ended the entire series at the end of the job, the final episode of this season, that'd be fine with me. Like, if this, if that was the office, that would be total. I was satisfied at the end of this season. And in the office book that just came out earlier this year um, about the, it's like a, interviews with the cast and everything they said they thought about ending the entire series right when jim and pam got together honestly chef's so kiss because so yeah. yeah, right? this would have been that's how you do a show like that you know they're getting together and then they kind of have to build a little bit of drama of the in season four and we won't talk about it too much but like are they together and then they reveal that they are together and blah blah whoa, blah, whoa, blah. Whoa, whoa, and whoa. it kind of season three yeah. it's a season three season i haven't three. seen that but and we, haven't seen that. we've You're talked bad. about this though any show that has that dynamic of the Pam and Jim, the Sam and Diane, like once they get together, that you've accomplished the main goal of the show. They exactly. do another, they do a nice job with other storylines, but this is why this is the best season because they have that as their main storyline, and then all the B, C, D stories are just hitting home runs left and right. So right. we can we can get back into that. Let's just see what what do you guys think? Some of your like favorite, just overarching before we get to our like just roundtable stuff. Overarching storylines. Like obviously we had this, the branches coming together, Michael getting you know Michael and Jan that dynamic. Um, but anything else like that like rolled not just one single episode, some other storylines that like carried over. Well, I was to, like, going to say Michael and Jan because I love Jan. I love. The, well, we kind of see how she changes. You'll see later um, how she changes as she is dating Michael and how she starts her descent a little bit where she was this put together businesswoman in seasons one and two. And here she starts dating Michael and she even knows it is she's she's going to collapse in on herself like a dying star or she dates <laughs> publicly dates Michael Scott where he puts a heart over the eye and their oh, legal documents. Love contract. Um, so the love, con- I'm going to frame mine. Gonna frame she her. even throws in a, that's what she said. That's, at what the she end said. Of that. that's where you know she's gone. She is smitten. <laughs> Michael Scott is, is now her, the love of her life. And that is where she realizes what is going on here. Um, so I love that, that, that storyline, because it's kind of like, how did this happen? And everyone else is like, how did this happen? But then they go to Jamaica together. And that's, and then the fact that Michael sends the email to packaging and also Todd Packer, another, another oh. character I absolutely love. Um, so he, yeah, so that whole dynamic too, but the Todd Packer, uh, him in, that's a, not a storyline, but a character who I love. Yeah, I will. And I just love when the, the scene, uh, Michael, am I on speakerphone? Yeah. Oh. And he like takes it off, but he does it. And she's like, let's just go to a mo- motel, motel. and it, it, get it together. And he's like, uh, oh, am I still on speaker? Hi, Jan. Uh, yeah. Is the camera there? Yeah, is the camera there? <laughs> oh, okay, great. Well, and then she also calls him with Hunter on the line. And yeah. then she goes, Hunter, did you hear that? If he comes over, order yeah. more wine. More vodka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> vodka, it's exactly. Yeah. And then, and then, well, the, uh, when they go to the, in the cocktails episode, when they go to David Wallace's house, when they, uh, she, Jan and Michael are introduced as a couple, basically they're, they're coming out. Um, he brings potato salads and she's like, surely it's catered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole scene when they're outside in that driveway from the yeah. love contract. I love this woman. Yeah. <laughs> And he's walking in, and then he's like, "By the way, we are together. We're yeah, we're a couple." And like, Jan and I are lovers. Yeah, our <laughs> lovers. That's it. It, it. People are just like, yeah, "Okay, dude. Like, whatever. Nobody cares." You have no idea how low this woman can limbo. <laughs> <laughs> that whole overarching story is great. I think the Phyllis wedding from like, oh, love it. In gay witch hunt, like he's like, "Well, you know, I'm getting married to Bob Vance." 
And then everyone's like, you are? Oh my God. My favorite part of that is when Michael says that is a great and frankly kind Uh, of amazing. (laughs) Uh, So the season obviously starts off with- You don't want to hear mine? Are we, I didn't, oh, overarching story. Sorry, Bill. Come on. Uh, It's Andy versus Dwight. I absolutely love it. Regional director in charge of sales, and then he comes back with assistant regional manager, and he's like, well, director is the highest set, uh, highest thing you can be on a movie set. Their back and forth, I think, is one of the best things, and it kind of plays itself all the way out to some of my favorite episodes later in the year, mm-hmm. where he kind of gets him fired. It's just such a good dynamic, and Andy does such a great job of being that kind of, you know undercutting guy you know he's walked two marathons um so all of that kind of stuff with andy is just so perfect because you've met people like that even the him and michael dynamic where he likes them you know there's this guy andy i really like him and he's doing the uh personality marrying and the name repetition and all of that stuff he is a dynamic character you can say what you want about him after like season five and six but he is explosively good in this season very yeah, he, he comes in with uh, with a bullet he really does and obviously i know him just uh, you know uh ed helms i was what is that mm-hmm. helms? yeah ed yep. helms, yes. i always get him confused with who's the other guy that's just like him uh michael sedakis i don't know why but, but besides the point ed helms comes Jason. in and <laughs> no 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 his brother but um i he <laughs> he comes in and literally like i'm like oh the like i think of the hangover i think of all the other stuff right. that he's done but he is so good in this role, in this one season that I've seen, like I have no idea what's to come, but just watching this, I'm like, man, this is, this is good. His All right. Anger, so. His anger. And then when he kicks the trash can is where you first see it. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> that was an overreaction. <laughs> so let's get into this favorite episode. Mm. We'll, start, we'll start with our guest, Lucy. What is your okay. favorite episode of season? Favorite three? episode of this season and of the series in total product recall. My favorite episode. It has everything. Everything you could ever want in an office episode. It is perfect. Everything. Ungrateful biatch hotline. You have Andy (laughs) at the school with the with the uh the girl who he was a frozen yogurt chef. Um, who he didn't know he was dating someone who was in high school. Then they they meet with the principal, and he says that one of your students is a bitch. And you have you have just everything in this episode. You hear me. Beer me, you have threat level midnight. You have all this stuff where he's like, We are at threat level SN ski, SNC, DEFCON, or whatever he's in. Private squad. And yeah, the first mention of, I think, of threat level midnight. And you have, you just have everything. And this episode is just, and then you have Angela trying to learn customer service and <laughs> Kelly trying to, you have Kevin doing an Australian accent. You've got everything. Good day, Pro- mate. Product, product recall, 100% my favorite episode. This date is banana. B A N A N A S. That's amazing that I need two men on this. I need two men on this. That's what she said. No time, but she did. No time. Unreal. This is my number five for me for my favorite episode from this. Billy and Delaney, power rankings. It is so freaking good, though. The Ungrateful Biatch Hotline. I'm going to call the Better Business. We got to get YouTube. Okay, first of all, YouTube down here to. my mom would say (laughs) yes the guy who writes the obits from the scranton times coming down michael making his apology video but saying he's not going to resign the american flag taped to the window in the back the cue cards from dwight which if you read them if you pause it screenshot it it is a ton of other stuff on there that he's reading but it's like i I, gas prices are getting higher and it's not fair for me to have to drive my car it's like stuff like that it's fantastic every piece of copier paper in this town (laughs) and just the the hairspray that he keeps getting sprayed on his head 
head is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And this is also the Creed episode too, where Creed tries to pin the whole thing. Isn't oh, that the yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God. That's when he calls, he's like, who was Debbie sick Brown. last week? Debbie Brown. And the only thing keeping Creed, the only difference between Creed and a homeless man is his job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing Debbie Brown has been a uh, Lucy tr- office trivia. It has to have been. Yeah, definitely. Okay. No, Debbie Brown for sure. All right, Bill, what is your favorite episode of season three? It would be the coop, uh, which I called the coop earlier because I'm an idiot. But this thing is so, so good. It's a great Michael Dwight episode where they go back and forth. One of the all-time great, it's probably my favorite episode of the entire series because the dynamic between um, Michael and Dwight in this one is so good. Dentist named Crentis. Crentis. And when he, <laughs> when he looked, maybe that's why he became a dentist. And when he's looking in his mouth, is one of the most awkward scenes in the history of television. And it plants a seed for one of my other favorite episodes later down the road when he lied, you know, this is the whole him lying to him and he finds out. But the the get on the knees and hug it out, bitch, everything about it is great. You get a little bit more deeper into the Angela and Dwight relationship as well. And my favorite scene in the entire show is when he orders the breakfast and he's like, it's all here. It's not like all, all this way right. and all on the table. I want the branch and I await your decision. It's so amazing. Dwight in this episode, when he's running up and down in the in the the parking lot, and then he calls her. This isn't he, about his birthday. No, but we should talk about that later. And you can just see his back and forth alliance to Michael just kind of bouncing back and forth. It's he it's he's such a good character. He's a little uneven at times with the way he treats Michael because he's so smart and so vicious to him sometimes. And then the other time he's just the sycophant suck up. But it's an all time great episode of TV history, period. You know what I love about this, too, is when he is questioning Dwight about where he was with the whole Crentis thing. And he says Michael says to Dwight, you have until the end of the day to tell me where you were. So if he had until the end of, like, if he's not lying to you, he would tell you right now. Mm-hmm. But Michael's giving him till the end of the day, which is um, like, that's not, <laughs> like, why would you do that? Like, you have the end of, till the end of the day to come up with something. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that part always gets me. Like, this is hysterical. And it's just because that just shows Michael. Dwight's naiveness of being yes, just and like, Michael. Uh, I also love Bill. You say when he calls Jan, he's like hunched over in like a bush. <laughs> like squatting. We we have to meet offsite. Is this about? Yeah, this is about Michael's birthday. Go no, to the we'll Liz Taylor outlet. I know, I know you it. like their blouses. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you know, it's, not your job. it's officially not uh, your job. Oh, it is it's fantastic. So All right. For me, my favorite episode, and this was tough. I do really enjoy a lot of these. Um, I will just get out of the way. I did not enjoy that we started getting these longer episodes. Um, and I feel like that's going to be a detriment going forward. I don't know. Because once it started to hit that longer stride, I'm like, I looked, I kind of was like watching it. I'm like, I never look at my watch or my, I'm like, am I in another episode? It was the Christmas episode. I think that started it. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me though, it was one of those super episodes as they call them super size. It is the negotiation. Uh-huh. This episode, you talk about having it all for me. This has almost everything I'm looking for. Starts off with Roy coming in uh, like bad out of hell after getting uh, word from the last episode that uh, Pam and Jimmy kiss, he just comes in Halpert and he comes towards him. And Jim pushes Karen and Dwight just sprays the living crap out of him with mace. It is fantastic. And everybody in the office somehow gets like mace in their eyes or whatever the spray. The the conversation between Dwight and uh, Toby is fantastic. When he's explaining to him, I had a weapon that I saw the perp approach. Uh, Shoulder and arm was cocked, indicating an attacking position. (laughs) And then he goes, he's like, he's like, and I took out the weapon. Where do you have the weapon stored? Irrelevant. He's like, 
irrelevant. That has nothing to do with this. And then he like just storms out. Thanks, Dwight. And he just takes his note. That's a fantastic part of this episode. Obviously, the whole thing with um, Daryl looking for a raise because of, of Roy being let go. And he talks to Michael. And Michael not only tells him how little he gets paid, he shows him a stub. And he and then he's like, oh, I got to send Roy a picture. That doesn't seem appropriate. He's like, oh, that, that doesn't seem necessary. And, and the other part that always gets me is how he practices his negotiation. Uh, the Wikipedia stuff. Yep. And, oh, yep. He's like, you know what you want? You got to just lean back and talk really soft. And I am declining to speak first, <laughs> which is one of the greatest lines. <laughs> and he's like, and, and Daryl just like, I love Daryl's character in the show because he's probably the most realistic. I know, you know, this is very unrealistic characters, but he's just like sitting there like, yeah, dude, like this guy's gone. All the work, they, they combine these branches. I think I deserve a, ne- a couple extra dollars. And he's like, well, if you do, then I do. And he like, and Michael turns and it's like his own head. And then he goes and negotiates with Jen. I, I just, this episode had me laughing from start to finish all the side stuff. And especially Incredible. him cross-dressing as a woman wearing a say, okay, the, 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 line woman- that, the, the line that changes everything in this episode is Daryl when he said, are you wearing lady clothes? Like, <laughs> everything <laughs> changes. The, the whole tenor of everything, it becomes about the suit. And he is so, oh. like, I, I found it in a bin. Yeah. Mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> What's the brand? <laughs> There's huge bins of clothes. Everybody was rambling through. And, look and, at it's thick. <laughs> and there's no pockets on my butt. Europeans don't wear pockets. <laughs> That's fantastic. And uh, the whole time that Angela is like swooning over the story that Dwight being heroic oh, by spraying me. And then, like, oh my goodness. Yeah, she's like, oh, oh good for Dwight. <laughs> no, it's just when Creed describes it, it's amazing. I think I think Albert <laughs> owed her money or something. <laughs> It was about 1130 at night. That's why Creed is so good. And this might be Creed's best this is season. season where he's not overused. He's like a perfect, just like pop in, give you a great line. And the leave. best. So my favorite character. Yeah, let's roll it. All right, Lucy, who is your favorite character from season three? Okay. Uh, Creed overall. Well, Creed and Michael without Michael, because Michael is my favorite. I think uh, honestly, like chalk answers can come out of this. It's kind of like, who are the like B tear of your yeah. favorite? Okay. So Creed, but Kevin. I absolutely oh. adore Kevin in this season from the Alanis Morissette thing to like his little lines where he's just singing at the Christmas party. And that is like, you, you get it. Like, yeah. especially as a woman, you understand where Kevin, the pain he's coming from. Uh, but Kevin, like he had these little lines, like when um, during the all family welcome breakfast at the, um, the merger, when um, Kelly came in and they're all coming in looking at the food and they're like, oh, oh salmon. This is salmon. So Kelly says, smoked salmon. And, and Michael said, nope, those are for the guests. Pretend it's beef. And Kelly said, I eat beef. And he said, well, then pretend it's poison beef. Kevin comes in and says, the beef is poison. <laughs> There's no beef. Like, it's just, there isn't any. It's just, Kevin is perfect in these episodes. So Kevin Creed obviously has all these lines that it's like, you know, it's just, that's. I got to give you. Perfect. The best Kevin line in this one is when they're at the bar. Hey, Kevin, have you said a date yet? Yeah, we have. Oh, what is it? I really appreciate some space on this. It's like out of nowhere. He's like all like just having like, oh, Bill, what are you doing on Saturday? Oh, I have some plans. Oh, cool. What are you doing? Uh, you know, I really appreciate some space on this. It doesn't make any sense, but it's so hilarious. And it's like, if you watch that scene, I've watched it like over again. Cause I'm like, did somebody trigger him? He just like, yeah, he just yeah. flies off the handle about right. it. Dude, my- yeah. Oh, it's so uh, good. It, yeah. my favorite is when he goes, Jim, Roy. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Every time he does that, he does it in a bunch of later seasons. Like Michael yeah. like gets stood up by a day. He's like, Michael, how'd it go? And it clearly went bad, but he's being so earnest because he's yep. Kevin. He's yep. just oh, there's that whole opening so, too that one of the opens with Kevin and Michael, in which is um oh, oh, when, he, when he almost died. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, when he almost, it's like, oh, he's almost in a car. Well, it's like, always when Kevin, something bad happens to him, Michael has big news. Like on his yeah. birthday, when Kevin almost has, like, thinks he has skin oh, cancer, and then he, like, he comes in and he's like, I almost died, and Michael has big news. But the other Kevin thing is very, very slight, but in the, um, the, uh, the one where they think that, um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name now. Martin is the, oh. when he's the, the convict. What am I saying? Mm -hmm. So uh, Kevin is sitting in the break room when Michael is turning on the TV to show everybody the TV sucks and it's probably like in prison and Kevin's just sitting there. Like he's not, he's not doing his, like his job. He's just sitting with the TV and then uh, Martin says the TV in prison is bigger and uh, and Kevin just starts laughing. It's just oh, little, yeah. little Kevin things. I absolutely adore Kevin. All right, Bill, what about you? Who's your favorite character from season three? Uh, it's Andy, hands down. Andy absolutely steals every single scene he's in. I mean, we can even mention this one because uh, it's one of my favorite episodes of all time as well. It was my number four or five, I believe. Safety training, Andy in that episode yeah. where he's getting shunned, unshunned, re-shunned. When is the shunning going to end? Never. And he is just so perfect. Even in the episode where Phyllis's gifts flash, he's like, I'll check the interwebs. Every line he delivers is beautiful in this season and i will say i mean i think mac and goo did a list of the greatest like uh debuts or like additions to casts ever he wow. ruined himself later but i think season three he is the greatest natural injection ever like he's like a carpenter that builds stairs because he's always thinking one <laughs> yeah. step ahead ever like the when he creates the ring the tweet <laughs> that's me singing all four parts and Best. then he is electrifying really electrifying and probably the best i think he's the best character maybe overall in the season like uh uh what is it tgi wednesdays am i right i'm gonna get my beer on get my lost <laughs> on i <laughs> oh, love that uh i also liked how like he can't avoid the singing like in the car um what was it, it oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my little soul like a cd <laughs> It's just great. Him and Jim have a great back and forth. Uh, big tuna, a big haircut. Like he's just like so desperate to like connect with people, and he is such an awkward way. You mentioned all the stuff with Michael earlier. Like he really was. Like he just came in, and I thought he was just fantastic. And I kind of like that. He, oh, and there are Benny Hanna, and he's he's the whole oh thing. Nagasaki. <laughs> It's seasonal because because eggnog is seasonal. They don't serve it anymore because eggnog is seasonal. Because of the name. Yeah. <laughs> because eggnog is seasonal. That's a uh, great that's a great uh Andy versus Dwight episode too mm -hmm. when they're sitting at opposite ends of the table. I can't like, hear you. Back. It's yeah. all the blood and the innards. <laughs> uh for me, my favorite character, we kind of mentioned him earlier. It was Creed. I found mm -hmm. this guy to be jumping off all the time. The www.creedthoughts.gov.ww slash creedthoughts.com. It just that line alone had me. Like, cause I didn't know when it was going to end. I was dying laughing the whole time. Cause Ryan goes after that. I know it's not him, but just the fact that it ties it to Creed. He goes, you know, I've read some of that stuff. And even for the internet, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, he is out of control. The scene where the women are um, off with Michael at the mall, I believe. And there are all the guys check out the women's bathroom. That's another great Kevin scene. I'm going to go yes. in there. Uh, and then Creed comes in. He's like, what are you guys doing in here? It's like, I do a lot of weird like, things. Like, <laughs> and then Use the woman's room for number two. <laughs> and then I have paid of, for it dearly. <laughs> and during Gay Witch Hunt, one of the most ridiculous episodes, like uh, back in the 60s, I used to be making love to a lot of women in, in, in the mud. I would tour wherever he was saying. He's like, I'd be making love to a lot of women. And I'm sure a couple of men slipped in there. And nothing wrong with that. It's just no, like, no, 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 no way of knowing. No way of knowing. <laughs> 
he was just ridiculous throughout the season. They, so I good. think they did what they did with Angela in season two. They brought to Creed. It was less scenes, more impact. This season, there was more Angela, which had its ups and downs. But like she was more of a player and the storyline where in this season, Creed, every single time he is ever involved or he's stealing at Phyllis's wedding. I don't know why this made me like almost cry laughing. He just takes the card off. It's re- just throws it right in the trash, puts the other card on. And he's like stealing stuff throughout the entire season. He is fantastic. fantastic. And at the Christmas party, when he's doing karaoke, the song he's doing oh, karaoke to grassroots. is his song. And yeah. I once won a bet and I had no idea who sang the song. Somebody was like, Billy, I bet you can't guess who sings this. And because I've seen this season so many times, I was like, well, Creed sings it in the office. He's like, how did you know that? I was like, well, I just know that he like, it just registered. He's like, well, that's it. And I was like, yeah. All right. Uh, no, they, honestly, the, yeah, grassroots, by the way, for anybody out there. Um, and now, what was your favorite opening, your cold open <sighs> for the office? Wait, we just got to pick one? I thought it said opens. I put like nine. No, I'm just put, pick one. We only have so much time. I will pick one because this is my favorite, again, in the whole series. Oh, Michael sorry. Michael the Magic. <laughs> the best one. I mean, and that also, again, has everything. Has Michael you know, doing this big show and then he can't, he's going to be Houdini and break out of this, but he, the key, he's like shaking and then the key falls to the floor and Jim puts his foot over it. And then he's shaking, trying to get out. He knows he's in trouble. And then he's like, I, I don't know how I'm not going to escape from this any other way than by using magic. And then Kevin saying, is everything okay, Michael? <laughs> but another on great. another note, uh, if you see a little brass key. <laughs> yeah, the way he counts down where he's like, three, two, <laughs> Michael the Magic. <laughs> That's great. Phil, what about you? What's your favorite? I'm going to let you go because I'm going to do a quick honorable mentions. Okay. For me. So I have to. It's, don't worry about it. For me, it was, hey, Pam, did you see uh, Oprah yesterday? <laughs> it's just that line alone was fantastic. <laughs> he talks about wanting to adopt a kid. He's like, because people are happier or like their life's more fulfilled when they have a child. I saw Angelina Jolie. And it, the whole episode is ridiculous. I mean, the whole opening is ridiculous because then he's like, and she's like, well, you know, my, I think it's our sister, you know, trying to adopt and it costs like $30,000 and takes like eight months. Uh, I don't even know if I'm a water child. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, just say like 10 years from now, I don't have a kid. You don't have a kid. No, Michael. 20? No, Michael. 30 years? Okay, Michael. <laughs> like she knows exactly like how to 50. get him off. Yeah. yeah. So right, it's like 60, whatever. probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's just, I love that opening scene. I've watched that one over and over. Just the way he just walks in and goes, hi, Pam. Did you watch Oprah yesterday? <laughs> and then he's like, I want to have a kid. So what was on Oprah? Like, it's right. What was Oprah awesome. about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going so to adopt a, yeah, look into what a little Chinese baby was. Yeah. <laughs> what was Oprah about? Yeah. <laughs> All right, but what do you got? Okay, so quick honorable mention to get the last one. Faxes from himself from the future. One of the greatest ones of all time. That is so good today at 9 a.m. Somebody poisons the coffee. Do not drink the coffee. Cordially future Dwight. Uh, movie Mondays. Uh, Entourage. One. That one's so good. The brain teasers between uh, Ryan and um, Dwight where he's like, uh, it's his mother where he just runs through all the brain teasers. That's so good. Harvey the computer. Boobs. Oh, awesome. Love that. Yeah, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> him and uh what is it yoy and long tim should get well, together Yoy and long tim should get together. <laughs> and then one, two of my favorite episodes the traveling salesman and the return when uh dwight is doing the job interviews name three words uh three words that would describe me alpha male hardworking, jackhammer merciless <laughs> insatiable and then the, the video office is all pink <laughs> 
and then the video to his son where he's showing every showing him how to do stuff. Unreal. But I think the greatest one what ever is the murderer. Is the Jim versus Dwight when Jim dresses up as Dwight and he talks about recreating the office, but the beat uh what is it? Uh Beats, Bears, Battlestar Galactica, which is like in like every girl's profile, every girl on like some dating app is like, oh, I'm looking for my gym and stuff, which is a little bit annoying, but I think this yeah. is the most iconic one because it's even parodied at the end with Dwight dressing up as Jim. <laughs> and it's so good. And I think Karen's like looking sharp today, Dwight. So that I think is my favorite one of all time. All right, got it. Oh, one thing I want to mention about Kevin, and you guys probably already know all like the theories that are out there, and this kind of ties in is we'll go to Bill's rapid fire questions in a moment, but when Kevin goes up to Jim at the printer when they're going for the job interview and he goes who do you think's hotter Pam or Karen he's like it's a tough one or he was like first like I'm not not answering that and he's like well I think Pam's or uh, Karen's got a pretty face but Pam's face is pretty too uh, Pam's got bigger boobs and, and he's just like oh yeah and then just like hmm. and then he's like why don't you take the rest of the day and uh, get back to me on this <laughs> and, and there's a theory that says that's what led to Jim's inevitable decision between the two. There's a theory oh. that says that Kevin gave him a report later that day. Oh, pro Kevin, and cons list like uh, yes. Ross made. This is there's a theory <laughs> that when that. when Karen left the interview and kind of showed that she was selfish, as my wife said. Even though I said, "What is, what is she going to hang? Hold his hand? He's going on an interview." Anyways. I mean, I I would have waited. They held hands in the middle of New York City. No more. And I would have. That is why I would have stayed. Jim selection. Jim selection. Yeah, but Jim's selections of ladies overall in this show shows you eh, it's not great to be in small town because Pam, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pam, yeah, boring. She's, yeah, boring. boring. I am not the biggest fan of Pam. I mean, no. This season, uh, we can just we she's don't have to go into okay in this season. I didn't like her that much in this season. I found her can like going back to Roy. This like I'm independent Pam again, Pammy. But don't you call me Pammy. Like I just didn't find the the role of her character developing in the direction that I thought it was like she's literally like a 13 year old girl the entire yeah. well this is why I this is a big overarching theme but I like Angela better than oh, I love Angela yeah Angela's- when people are like I'm searching for like uh my gym to my Pam I was like I don't want to I don't want you to be my Pam I want you to be my Angela or Angela. my Aaron, or Aaron Angela's down wait who you haven't met her yet. Aaron. Yeah, we don't know who Aaron is. Yet, thank you, thank knows? you. No spoilers. <laughs> um, I thought you were talking about. Um, oh, why did I forget? What's her name? Who's the drunk? Oh, I, I, I love, Meredith. I love Meredith. Actually, Meredith. I absolutely love Meredith and Phyllis. The scene where the, with, in Gay Witch when uh, <laughs> a Phyllis is. I'm sorry. When um, Angela's yeah. just putting on the like hand sanitizer, and then Meredith comes over <laughs> just two months and likes it. It's like, oh, that is so funny. That is fantastic. I love, um, yeah, love them more than Pam. But yeah, Pam, Pam to does me, suck. She sucks. She's boring. Yeah, I just didn't, I, and I don't want to dislike her. I feel like a lot of female characters get so much, like, get panned on TV, but this one was tough. She just wasn't yeah. compelling. I did, and then I liked Karen. Call me crazy. I like Jim and Karen. She's mm-hmm. fine. I like, I just, Karen, I don't know what. I feel like she's a little bit of a stick in the mud. As yeah, well. she doesn't want to play around with Jim. She doesn't have any fun. She's not down to prank. She's but, down, she's doing a job, you psychos. Right. But this is, you know, it, it's just, She's For TV not purposes. It. Not it. Yeah, it's not it. Not it. All right. So give me Ann Perkins. Give me Ann Perkins all day. But well, Ann Perkins <laughs> is even worse. Oh, I like Ann Perkins. Oh, I hate Ann Perkins. So boring. Anybody yeah. else wor- that you didn't like in this season? I didn't like Hannah. 
the new oh. one, the new from the merger. I didn't yeah. like her that much. Oh, I, knew, yes. I knew the purpose she's supposed to play is is a parody of a working mother in this environment, which is absolutely oh, ridiculous. Another creed scene. What is yeah, that? that another, yeah. is, that a squid? <laughs> is that a squid's eye? <laughs> and also Michael right goes place, under the desk. Right right time. May I? May I? And he goes under the desk. Hey. I'm, I'm thirsty. thirsty. You know where milk I'm comes baby. from. I'm thirsty, uh, mama. <laughs> oh, that That's was the episode great. when they all fled out. The big chunky yeah. guy. Everybody. Oh yeah, uh, Tony Gardner. When yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm right under. I'm right in your crack. I'm going to here. I'll just mention another one, and Bill, I want to hear yours as well. But I, I personally, Kevin was another one. Am I? Why am I keep? Really? Am I saying the right Kevin? Kevin? No, no, not Kevin. You like Kevin? Why do we keep getting BJ Novak's character? Oh, oh Ryan. Ryan. He serves I, a purpose. But I didn't, he was another one to me. I'm like, he, like, I get they were drawing the different dynamic, but he just kind of bogged down where I thought maybe that's also what kind of defeated Pam early in the season too, not him, having somebody. But you'll him, see. him and Dwight, when they go on the sales call is uh, some of the, like, that's one of the best like B stories there's ever been when they take him to the field the and then he has to face yeah, yeah. here. Get in there, get in there. I'm, and I'm it's Moe's just in a t-shirt. We're all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he, that he did have a good scene when Ryan, when he went with uh, Stanley on the call, he's like, oh, "Do you mind if I lead on this one?" He goes, "Love you too, kid." Yeah, and then he's just uh, the three ha, black ha, gentlemen. Ha, ha, <laughs> like my niece, and she's only two years old. <laughs> uh Bill, what about you? Any, anybody else least favorite in this season? Uh, no, but my least favorite storyline was Roy and Pam. We want to go to that real quick. Mm. Oh, sure. Roy and Pam, like, just getting back together or the breakup? Just the whole thing. Like, Roy is fine for what he does. I see why they did it. And that's what made the season a little bit better as they established, you know, Jim's in a relationship and Pam's in a relationship. But Roy's character, we've all kind of met that guy who's the hothead meathead who would get mad at, like, dumb stuff and has a cousin who would, you know, sell his jet skis and <laughs> be pissed and start throwing shit at bars. Oh um, but uh, I, I didn't love the storyline. I thought they could have done it a little bit better. Uh, sorry about the jet skis. Don't mention the jet. Oh, round of beers Kenny, on me. Kenny took a bath with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, why don't you hit us with your uh, rapid fire questions? All right, so this is the lightning round. and um, Here's our you know, music for it. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the great sounder. So this is an audio podcast for the, the people listening. I am going to be holding up, much like in business school, types of candy. Okay. To oh, display nice. the questions. So uh, much Very like nice. in business school, uh, we will ask questions based upon this kind of stuff. So the biggest bonehead move of the season or the airhead move by Michael. And I won't answer. I'll let you guys go. The biggest airhead move by Michael of the season. Ladies. I think it was when Phyllis got flashed. And he, the whole, everything he does following that basically is when he sticks his finger through his pants and then Toby walks in and he's like, ah, burp. And then he says to Toby, let's see, prove it. Let's see your penis. As that was coming out of my mouth. I'm oh, sorry. That, just, that does get me every time. And Jim, Jim is laughing hysterically in the background of that as that was coming out of my mouth. Just all of that. That whole thing was pretty boneheaded. For me, it's, for the first time, Mr. and Mrs. Oh, my God. It, it is like he's- There could be nothing everyone. from that episode. <laughs> he, he, in every, the, the part though is like being, performing weddings, being at a ton of weddings, knowing that moment and what that does and how Michael just like, like the whole thing, you're right. They could have done the scene with the father, <laughs> but when he says, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Vance, and everybody just stares at him and he's standing two seats down. And then the priest just goes, 
do you uh, feel it? They brought, and he just goes, oh, sure. And he just goes back in. That literally, I thought Gay Witch Hunt made me the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a television show. Till that scene, literally chills, uncomfortable. Told my wife, I have to like pause. We need to take a break. And then he goes right back and does it. As soon as that, then everyone's just like, yeah. Incredible. That scene, absolute bonehead. Yeah. Okay, so my next one, this will be a little bit over your head because I believe it's a season four reference. It's a season three. Oh, but, 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 but I had to. But I had to. But I had to. The best Michael Scott freakout of the season, the where are the turtles moment. Of course. The gift baskets are the essence of class and fancy. <laughs> Love it. That doesn't matter. I didn't know. <laughs> you will so see. what is it again? Over oh. your head moment? What is it? No, when he freaks out. Mine is the, uh, I don't care if you're gay, I don't care if you're straight, everybody in the conference. Gay, straight, lesbian, overweight. overweight. Get yeah. <laughs> uh, My favorite freak out was all of Prison Mike is basically a freak out. He's freaking out because he thinks that they all think prison is better and he wants to make them, show them that prison's not better. You know, they're playing a prank on him and Prison Mike is his freak out. He's like, well, I need to do, go balls to the wall here to show them and this will do it. This will prove to them prison is worse. You'd be the <laughs> bell of the ball. <laughs> and then he says to Angela, push you up against the wall, biatch. Clearly the best the freak out. You mentioned it earlier, is the packer packing mistake when he he the best scenes in this show sometimes are the camera following Michael down a hallway because he doesn't run with he doesn't run it's like an odd trot where he's kind of his shoulders just kind of move so he goes down the stairs and he goes daryl here and Bart's like, yeah, he's in his office he's like hey daryl what's up mike and he's just eating a chicken what's up mike and he's like hey uh, i think i sent you an email yep did you uh send that email around yep oh see uh, did you get my secondary email where i said that wasn't meant for you yeah, but it was too late. He's, he's like, I'm like, really busy down here. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I'm really busy down here. And then the way he like the whole time is going up and down. And then when they print out the big picture of Jan and so he's just losing his mind the whole time because she's and then she calls and he's like, Pam, Pam, tell her I'm dead. That's like, all. I had a deer with my car. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like Michael's in a deer. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Dwight, I need you to take care of something. And the whole thing, he's just like wigging out the whole episode. Then Jan eventually comes to the up and like it all ends up being like good for him. Right. Which is this hilarious. is the other thing with Jan. Side note is that she realizes that she's right for Michael. Like, yeah, that's like I want to take a chance. <laughs> and, and the whole episode is him just waking up. So that that's yeah. why. Okay, I actually can't believe we haven't talked about the convict as much. But I don't love that episode. It's pretty much just Prison Mike, who's the standout character. I I, I just love the whole thing where they try to make Michael think that prison is better. That and then Toby. Toby, Toby has to like, tell them, yeah, like, they're just like, messing with you. Right, and he's like, okay, not, uh, not cases, but the, yeah. all of it, just all of them trying to make- Time off for good behavior. And then they're outside, with, and then he's like, this is egregious. <laughs> but <it's, yeah. laughs> also, I forgot, even when we talk about uncomfortable moments, and I, this should have been it, but I just love the fill it, because it's more realistic. The engagement scene during the Diwali, I have to mention it. Maybe there's another question I could save it, but I literally- it's two back to back. It's that. And then when he goes to kiss Pam, literally my skin is crawling. Literally everything about my body doesn't feel right watching it. So that's where to mention our guy who who was booted from this episode, uh, your tag team partner that you'll be getting together with, with furloughed friend, Nick Fry. I see what he was yeah. talking about. He was just going too far ahead on season two. He was looking at season three, Michael in season three is a yeah. crazy person, but yeah, it, it's a train wreck. You have to watch it happen. Exactly. Exactly. Best line also in Diwali. These are not my shoes. <laughs> I just 
brilliant. It's just brilliant. And then also Antonio. Yeah. No, which, which one? Well, Angela, when she's outside, she's like, I'm watching over our stuff. <laughs> like, is there a bunch of kids? Like, yes, it is. Uh, it's, that episode mm. I thought was horrible until I watch it like five more times. Like, yeah. this is it. This isn't that time. Me of a too. That party. that one grows on you a ton. It, it does. Takes it off. Yeah, when he rips yeah. the helmet, he's like, "What? I don't know." He's like, it's "The later. Yeah, <laughs> these don't taste good. Uh, Bill, what's wars aren't that hard? It's How so hard, hard is it? <laughs> okay, so the uh, the most heartwarming moment, or the uh, are you satisfied moment? Mm. The Snickers, are you? Oh, satisfied the Snickers satisfied. <sighs> Definitely Pam at the art show when he shows up and he says, "I had to drive across town. Nobody else showed up." He says, "I'm proud of you. We have to have this for the office. How much is it?" And you can see that's exactly what Pam needed at that moment was somebody to be proud of her, who she cares about. Yeah, that scene was the Michael like touching moment. Like last season when he like showed how good of a salesman he can be. This year, that absolutely, I, I agree with you. He was like beyond with that one. I, so satisfying for Michael. That's a really good one. For some reason, it's not. I keep thinking of things that make me uncomfortable by him. It's like almost hard to think of like a really. I guess realistically, when Jan and him get together, like and he in the beginning part, because in the beginning he's super pumped about it. Before things go sour, then they go back to being good. Um, I think maybe actually I'll go with with him and the the women when they go together, go to the mall, like him con like conversing. He's like, I want to see how women do things, and all like I, I don't know, Michael. Whenever he's not just being a lunatic or, or, or sabotaging something or himself, there's a lot of genuine, like, good stuff out of him. And I think that's probably what have to be it. Yeah, he's just ignorant. So we'll move on yeah. because I know we're running a little bit long on time here. We'll go to the uh, the big moneymaker, the uh, make a hundred grand, the smartest thing that he did during season five. Because he does a lot of dumb things, but he's also pretty resourceful as like a salesman. Every once in a while, he can hit a home run with a person individually, like Lucy mentioned with uh, the picture thing. So the smartest thing he did. Okay, smartest thing he did was after business school, after Ryan said all those terrible things about Dunder Mifflin, he sent Ryan back to the annex with Kelly as a punishment. Was- and it, it didn't fire him. A good manager doesn't hi- fire people. He hires people and inspires people. Sent Ryan back to the annex. That was brilliant. Double brilliant because it also annoyed the shit out of Toby. 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 And Guys. even Toby says, Guys. I don't think he did it on purpose, but if he did, brilliant. brilliant. He definitely did it on purpose. There's no other reason why he'd do that. Yeah, He's brilliant. Guys, guys, and he just can't stop him, Toby. <laughs> Somehow he managed Usher K- Kelly Kapoor. Is that so crazy? What was it? Usher something Kapoor. Yeah. For a baby name. <laughs> Smart. Usher, Usher Jennifer Hudson Kapoor. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> I think something else like super smart that he. I. I. I it's not. He smart. lands like, the hammer. Hammer mill rep at. Uh, oh yes, the second the episode. Business, yeah, the convention. Yeah. That's all. Oh, that episode kills me. We got a spot. <laughs> maybe you to should. Maybe you should estimate me. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you'll estimate me. What have you generated, Michael? I've generated a lot of interest in my party this evening. <laughs> <laughs> When they go up to Jerome Pettis, there's a lot of good yeah. there. Oh my um, God, they call him the bus because he's afraid to fly. Amazing. Also, another smart thing, and and it's it's kind of borderline. In the end, when he finds out that Jan is losing her job, he goes and tells her. Like he was like upfront, he's like, "Oh, you couldn't tell by the job description. You're getting like this is for Jan's job." And that's also right after he goes the day before, which is absolutely hilarious when he yeah. shows up a day early for the interview. Yes, and, and it, <laughs> Pam, uh, yeah, Pam, I drove to New York. Uh, I got the wrong day. I'm, all right. I'm going to be about three hours late. Oh, great. But yeah, I think like when he finds out and he goes to Jan, he knows he probably shouldn't because of the bigger picture, what this is probably going to mean. But I thought that was like showing some form of kindness and a smart thing that he did. 
All right, so the last one here, and this can be, oh, we oh, got a special hey. guest in right now. And oh, this hi, is guys. the cringiest of Hello. cringies. We couldn't have an office episode without Mr. Mick Fryer. Truly. Uh, guys, how you doing, Good to oh, see you, buddy. How you doing, pal? <laughs> Not wanted here, on. but we'll let him answer me? this one question, and okay. then he could be gone because I know Rossi was adamant he didn't want Nick in here. <laughs> I was not adamant. I just, we didn't know. Like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course not. <laughs> this is the best feud in the DSG. What do you got? All right. So the last one, the most cringy thing. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond Joy. What was the most nutty slash cringy, sexist, racist, mm. craziest thing he did during season three? Million to pick from. It's probably his most ridiculous season ever. Okay. I'm just going to start here. Let me, yeah, if you don't go, mind. Go for it, Jason. It's the whole gay witch on episode. I'm sorry. It's borderline difficult to watch. It still is, but I will say this. I was hard on that episode right out the gate. I know there's some episodes we have some viewers and, and fans and, and listeners that want me to watch like live stream. And I know Scott's Tots is one of those. So I'll get to that and I will do it. I'll do it. You and Fryer. I'll oh, do it with Fryer. Yeah. I don't know if he's already seen it, but um, I will not. say this. Okay. So save that, Fryer. Do not watch that. Okay. We'll hold hands um, and we'll change the clock above you. But you I will say this. Yeah, mind one time you don't want me on, and now you want to hold my friggin' hand. Just I don't dislike it. Get to your point. So as I was saying, what I would oh. do is I would say <laughs> that that whole episode, I was it was hard to watch. I'm watching in 2020. We're living a whole different landscape, but I watched this. This is odd. I watched an interview with of all people, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was in an interview saying he watches The Office in like when he's not watching film. It's a show he goes to, and he said. The cancel culture would crush the show today. Steve Carell said it too. And yeah. I, and I thought about that and I said, that is so true. I hate cancel culture. Like you tweet something wrong, cancel them, fire them, get them out of the world. Like nobody can make a mistake. Or especially with this show, it was exactly the time that was like a whole different world we were living in in 2006. Again, it was the first episode on uh, September 26th. So it's like, now I understand. And so I was taking that almost cancel culture approach and I had to check myself. So discount, double check, Aaron Rodgers. I appreciate you. I know he's a big fan of the show, but that episode, watching it with fresh eyes, still super cringy and really hard, but like an incredibly hilarious episode, taking your mind out of modern times and, and, and going back to it. And Oscar at the end says, sometimes kids, it pays to be gay. It burst out laughing at the end. That's the but last the dumbest thing you could ever do because he could have sued that company for millions. Oh, yeah. But, but that just showed that he's not the sharpest tool in the shed either because taking a vacation in a car wouldn't be like a, it would be like a fraction of what you would have got for the lawsuit with everybody witnessing what happened to you. Your manager yeah. kissed you. It was for sure. And then Dwight, Dwight, Dwight. Dwight. Okay, so here's the thing with that, though. That was all ad-libbed. Like, Steve Carell ad-libbed the whole kiss, so then Rain Wilson also ad-libbed his part where he gets up and kisses and instinctively. It's incredible. It's wow. incredible. Nick, did you have one? Well, I mean, that one obviously is cringy, but I was thinking the the wedding, Phyllis's wedding. I was, I mean, there were moments, in, like, I've told you, Lucy, I think, that there are moments with this show where I get up and I'm screaming at the TV, and I'm watching it by myself, too, in my place. And, like, that episode maybe more so than any the christmas episode was a rough one too but for me it's just like this is this is like phyllis's day and it's like the most important day in her friggin' life and michael scott is completely doing everything bad you could possibly think of throughout all of it. i i was dying i had to pause it like three times at least the part where the father gets up and he just like throws the chair almost the wheelchair <laughs> 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 
Bro, at the, when they're doing the, the the speeches at the at the reception. Oh my like, god! You know, I'm like scalding boss. Also, oh. when he moves her hair and he's like, "Do you want to maybe change?" Like, yeah. Did you break wind? <laughs> I understand how you know a day like today, how nervous you can get. If you have to let it out, Michael, I, I did not. I did wasn't not. Me. Yeah, it wasn't me. Well, it wasn't me either. Oh. <laughs> uh, what about you, Lucy? Okay, so um, proposing to Carol at Diwali. Oh. Absolutely cringy. But the racist thing, I think the, the entire convict thing is funny because at the end, he brings it back to like, let's not look at race. But he's the one who started it. And the, he, no one would have ever known that Martin was a convict if he didn't bring it up and, and go up to Martin and say, how are you? And then attention, everybody. Martin has had trouble with the law, but I still trust him, like, even though he's black. Like, he turns it into a whole thing that doesn't have to be at all. And name then, a white and guy you right, like. Uh, I'll name a black like, guy. Wait, wait, what is happening right now? Like, uh, I just, yeah, so that was very, it was also, it was a twofer because it was also racist and cringy. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Bill, what about you? Uh, I mean, I have a million of them. I would probably go with the Phyllis's wedding with the speech. Uh, that is unreal when he just gives one <laughs> and like the, the welding is the combining of two metals together. I absolutely love that. I love when anybody does the uh, Webster's Dictionary and then gives the definition of something that's like a homonym or something. <laughs> it's so good. He's so cringy. That's the most cringy Michael episode. I think in the Christmas one, he's just mean. Yeah, in exactly. this one, he's kind of He's just, he the thinks marketing. he's the star of the show because he's in the wedding. And when they're doing like the family photo and they're like, all right, Michael, can you come out? Uh, right, everybody else is the bride and groom. And they can we get everybody bride. back in. Groomsmen. And like Phyllis is playing yeah. it as like no one's ever got, what, like a month off? Of their, uh, six, six weeks. Six, six weeks. weeks. <laughs> Which, by the way, would be awesome. Like, that is a huge, Worth huge it. Yeah. Um, the other thing about, uh, there was a scene with Michael that oh, just came to my head now, it just disappeared when you said, because that scene where they're trying to get the people back in for the picture. Uh, he really is like, so let me ask this. So I've never seen anything from season four yet. I saw how season three ended with um, the job who got the, mm. who landed the job. So obviously just to wrap up, Karen and Jim, no longer an item. It just, we don't know why, aside from the rumors Perfect. that Kevin, Kevin's hot report. Um yeah. And then you see Michael obviously didn't get the job. We, you know, we don't really know his future. Obviously still a part of Scranton because he was told that, but Jan, she's out. She's, I don't know, living with Michael now. And then you have, of all people, to get the job is Ryan. Business which, school, baby. Blows yep. my mind. Business school. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it says. He has the, Another NBA around here. So if exactly. we'll see how that develops. So let me just ask this. Yeah. You both, both of you have said this, Lucy and... And Billy, you said this is your favorite season of the episode, uh, season of the, of the office. Yes. Probably my third favorite season of television that's ever existed. So going okay. forward, does it go downhill quick, or nope. do it like season four? I'm no, sorry. no, no. It's a, it, it is good for a good another three seasons. It's a okay. slow decline. Like four is almost as say there's one or two episodes that are maybe even like dinner party is phenomenal, but it doesn't include everybody. But it could be if not episode of the series one or two or three and then there's a ton of other good ones five has some good ones and six seven six has some good ones but then it, it goes way downhill cafe like disco is uh another chef's kiss there but like it does slowly fall off when the is finale, the finale is amazing finale is unreal when is scott's tots is that four seven? Oh, so i got plenty of time Fryer, we'll, 
Friday, yeah, we'll love and hate each other ten times before that. Because I'm on I'm on season five right now, so okay. I've, I've, it's, for me, it's definitely gotten more tolerable with Michael Scott and everything. I'm not cringing nearly as much as I was first two seasons. But I'm, I'm going to get out of here, so you guys keep talking, Lucy. Thanks for having me on, Billy Rossi. Bye. <laughs> get out of the room. <laughs> I'll say this about Fryer. He was just as impactful in three and a half minutes that he was here than he was in the last Said about the same amount of stuff. And every night in Furlough Friends, yeah. Well, that's it. That's just it. as impactful. Uh, before we get out of here, we'll talk a little bit about that. And Shared Gooniverse. Uh, Maggie Goo, as always, did the 1989 classic Aliens. Dork did the Murder Mystery Part 2, which I completely forgot was last night. That was one of my favorite podcasts, not only of theirs, but maybe ever. The two-part series they did originally. As you know, uh, Clue is one of my favorite movies of all. It is my favorite movie of all time. So much like Keith, a good whodunit. It doesn't get much better than that. Like, you know, Knives Out, anything like that, I absolutely love. Have you seen um, Murder Mystery with uh, Jennifer Aniston? And, and No, uh, I need time. I watched that tonight. I got nothing to do. So right. um, It's a whodunit, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Supposed to have a date tonight, but you know, oh, that didn't pan out. Uh, she doesn't change. <laughs> change <laughs> my mind. Lady. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, change my mind. Did the uh, Bridgewater Triangle also talk some smack about us and a little bit of the pregame there? Uh, Toy Boys, as always, did toys. Uh, they talk smack about us. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Just punching low. Bring it. I'm telling you, my takes are great these days. I got. I. I feel like Teflon. I don't think anything can hurt me. <laughs> Uh, TLDR did comics, of course. Uh, no, but we love all those guys. Check out all their podcasts. Again, Lucy, where can the fine folks find you? Oh, find me at Lucille Burge on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find us wherever you find a podcast you've probably gotten through this far. You know, you're probably listening somewhere. Appreciate it very much. Don't forget, if you are listening on iTunes, we would really appreciate a five-star review. It would really help us out. Same thing if you are on YouTube. give Just give a thumbs up. Hit that algorithm button. Maybe we'll go in front of literally one more person in the whole entire gigantic universe. Uh, you can also like us on the hashtag DorkSharedUniverse on Facebook. If you travel over to Facebook to see memories, when you have kids, you somehow post over there. Um, also, we are in Halloween season, and I'm way too old because you can tell. First of all, it's a pandemic, so there's not as many parties. But there's no more, like, sexy photos, Bill. I've noticed no sexy photos. Yeah, I don't think people our age have really posted sexy photos. Go to Lucille Burge Instagram and maybe (laughs) (laughs) slide it. Yeah, watch out for the store. Wait for October 31st, ladies and gentlemen. Please. That's a good tease ahead. Um, She is going to be dressed up as a pillow. Yes. A pillow. I carved a white pumpkin, by the way, which I would recommend to everyone. The guts inside take two seconds. I was boom, boom, done. The easiest thing ever. And I carved the Super Mario ghost. Oh, boo? Yeah. And I also use part of it. Do you have it handy? I mean, it's on my front porch. But uh, you can check out my Instagram, BillyD2411, same as my Twitter handle if you want to see that. And I also carved the tongue out of an orange pumpkin. So the thing is popping off. Oh, man. This is great work. So Billy will be sending his uh, scantily clad photos as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, aside from that, there's a bunch of food pictures you can check out on Facebook. So check out hashtag DorkSharedGooniverse. Just search Dork, and then it should be like one of the 50 things that pop up. Um, and next week, Bill, we're going to be back with our review of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. It is yet to be placed in the top 11 for the uh, hashtag DorkSharedGooniverse. How many times am I going to say that? Uh, take a shot. But uh, our top 50 horror movies. Uh, Lucy, you a horror movie fan? I love them. Absolutely. Oh, love wow. Them. Yeah. I feel like you're lying. No, I really do. I've spent the past, the whole month watching I've heard movies. Furloughed and Friends, you like, you've talked about Scream a lot. Furloughed Friends. Love it. I love, I freaking love Scream. Oh, Scream. I love uh, every, Wes Craven, everything, Rob Zombie, everything. 
I love everything. I, Rob Zombie. Everything. Rob Zombie. Everything. You, Wes Craven. Which Rob Zombie, the best live performer ever, besides Dean. Well, okay, I say everything. I mean theatrically. As, <laughs> no, a, but music, I, as a musician, I'm not so sure. You really oh. like the new Halloweens? Like oh, not the, no, not the new ones. Okay. I haven't well, that was Rob Zombie. Old, yeah, that's true. But I like I like the whole the the trilogy, the yeah. whatever it was trilogy. The Rob Zombie thing you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like the, the the yeah. Like House of a Thousand, 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 thousand Corpses. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, have you been listening to any good wrestling themes recently? Yes. Um, the one where um Roman Reigns. Uh, no, wait, he's not a wrestler now, is he? Well, he is. He's oh, he is. Okay, he he's is. Terrific. The one where um, yeah, AJ Styles is is theme, I think, and the one where um, none of them come to mind at the moment. B- Batista <laughs> is your favorite, if you're yeah. wondering. It's uh, I Walk Alone. That was one you used to read to me lyrically without knowing oh that's the i walk the lonely path uh that one i love that one yes Yes. it is cold on this path yeah i really appreciate you joining us here today for the office i would say your appearance was strong and uh we still have a season was it four five six Six, seven eight and nine if you want to do them i think you got to do six seven eight and nine maybe all in one shot really all that that's a lot of episodes yeah but it's it's not a lot of people yeah. Oh, so, okay. So, so four and five are good. Four and then five, you can do standalone. Six is not bad. Six, so maybe four, five, six, and then we could do seven, eight, nine as one. Just do everything. You guys should just do everything after Michael. Like Ooh, that's good. Eight, eight, nine. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everything oh, after, after Michael leaves the show. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know. No, no, no. no I knew Michael? that. I, Michael, I don't. Know. I knew that just being a TV fan for years <laughs> and when he departed. That was the last two seasons, right? Yeah, it's like the it's like BC and AD. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like gotcha. you know which ones you know Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Well, but thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, this was no, a blast. I think we should have you back for another Office podcast. I and love it. Uh, you're much stronger than Fryer. I can at least say that because you spoke, you. you thought about it, and you actually talked about the season. And I took just notes. Say, Did he take notes? I don't think so. No, he, if you actually go back and listen, I love the kid. I'm joking, but literally, he was talking absolute nonsense. Right? He's like, you're all the part with the season and the thing. Michael's unbelievable. And he I was silent talking. at one point for seven minutes and 48 seconds. I remember. I listened to this. Yes. But anyways, go back and listen to that one in the archives. We did a season one review uh, as part of our September sweep, so you can check that. I think that was episode like 76. And and uh, this was a lot of fun, but thank you so much for coming, uh-huh. Lucy. Check her out thank again you. at Lucille Burge on Twitter and Instagram. Furlough Friends? For, for, well, on, on Twitter, it's Furlough Friends, but you can find it on my Twitter. Just go to my Twitter. You'll see it. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's tonight at 9 and Friday at 9. There you go. All right. Thank you so thank much you. for joining. Thank you, you have, so much. Of course. Bill, we'll be back next week with some more goodies for the kitties. Is that weird? All right. Anyways, we'll see you next week. Frank says hi.